0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Water and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 11th, 2016. Generally what I do is to show you that the big agenda is on course, always is on course, and when's any possibility of it getting slowed down, it never gets waylaid, but if it's getting slowed down it simply changes parties and things like that. It's an old, old trick because we have been living through this our whole lives and your parents, grandparents before you. The techniques of managing people, the vast herds of people, as they call them at the top, are ancient, very, very, very old indeed. And politics, especially, is a, a much more carefully engineered system to try and cater for every group, which they can even create. can you remember that all groups are created, and to be created, they ought to get funded to begin with. And then you have the big Soros-type characters, the so-called philanthropists, that look for new types to create, and divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Then they can use those groups too, either en masse coming together, networking together, and protesting the same things, uh, or you can spearhead society off into a different direction. Everything is power. Everything is control. And herd management, Uh, the average government today really just engages in herd management to an extent, where all the big players, the big NGO players, the guys who control the NGOs and create them and fund them at the top, uh, you find that they're the guys who direct the future. And they're all on board in one big club at the top. And I'm not kidding about that, too. You'll never find one of the uh, so-called multi-billionaires becoming a, a philanthropist and going off on some other tangent. It's always the exact same belief that they'll, they'll put out there. They don't have to think about what they believe in. It's already written out for them, because most of them are actually front people, these so-called geniuses that uh, you are being taught to believe in. They're front people. Go into the history, for instance, of even the British Old Secret Service, Secret Intelligence Service, and you'll find that they had front organizations, many front organizations, which are actually big, real corporations involved in armaments and things like that. The CIA is exactly the same. They did it on a much, much bigger scale. All kinds of of real corporations out there. And anything to do with technologies and emerging technologies, they must always make sure that they're in charge. And it's theirs completely, because they never give all of it to the public because power is control of these things. When you have the control and the use of the most advanced technology and you suppress it to the public, then you control the public. It's quite easy. But you must always put out your front men that you pretend are geniuses. And they're well taken care of for their whole lives long. And they'll parrot off the occasional nonsense to the public who parrot it like they're, they're gods or something. And Because most folk are followers. And most folk really want to believe that they're on a the cutting edge of a, in an open society where everything, all truth is being told to them. They really want to believe, even though daily on the news, even though it passes as news, they're getting lied to and occasionally it's found out too. They still never learn from the fact that, it, that, that uh, news is always being exposed as fake down the road. How can you have real news when most of reality is generally sealed up for a, and under the official secret site for about fifty years, at least. Even the NAFTA agreement for Canada, uh, it was put in a, a bunker for I think up to two thousand and thirty or something, and then it can be resealed for another fifty years or whatever. And that's how the that's how things really really happen. Same with all the stuff to do. Never mind JFK. My God, they've got any time with that? If you want a career as an author, just keep you know rewriting these books. All investigating uh, stuff has been done. And you just need to copy all the previous books. It's quite easy. And uh, put your own spin in it, and you, know, you can go do the talk shows. And same thing happened with 9 11. Uh, great career for folk who want to keep rehashing it, rehashing it, and rehashing it. But the thing is, uh, you'll, you'll find out maybe in 50 to 100 years the truth about these things. Uh, because they're all, re- when something is sealed for a, a period of time under the Official Secrets Act, that then it means that the whole population has been obviously been lied to. And there's a reason they don't want you to know that at the time. And that's how things really go. It's only now, as I've mentioned before, that some of the truth of even World War I, the real causes behind it all, are being released for the first time to the general population. World War II uh, will have to take its turn down the road eventually as well. But when you're living through these, <laughs> these, these con games, remember that most of life is a con game. There are much, much bigger powers at play than, than the people you think are running your countries. Much, much bigger. I'll give an example. For instance, you have to think that people are actually mad at the top. They're always just plain and simply mad. They're, they're mad people for allowing craziness to occur that could have been avoided. So you're, either they're mad or as part of some other plan, you see. When you think about... The ice storms, for instance, they've had in Canada over the years where whole big cities can be shut down totally. All electricity is out. And when they push, like Quebec or Montreal, mainly electrical heating, uh, you have no heat. And then the government's asking folk to donate their electric gas generators and so on to help these poor souls survive until they it ought to stay up and running maybe in a month or two months, maybe three months' time. And yet with all of these these things which we know about, the government is still pushing so-called clean fuel, which is nuclear fuel. In a country like Canada, where we could have all the electrical supplies and a lot more to go into the States from massive dams, hydroelectric Dams. But nope, it's got to be nuclear because big corporations own all monopolies. And if they go down through electrical supply, regardless that electric is electric, it has to get traveled to the homes by power lines. If it goes down because of storms or whatever, then uh, people just will freeze to death by the millions because they won't be, have access to alternative means of heating themselves under all the pollution and carbon taxes, laws, and so on. So they're either all mad or this is part of the big, big plan, including depopulation. Uh, which were, and what would that teach you? Apart from getting angry about it if it happened, you see. What would it actually teach the population, and how would they spin it across to the public? Because every, every disaster which is created or, or, or caused or planned <laughs> is always used by those at the top, who know how to use and manipulate, uh, by techniques, uh, every tragedy. And that's where they often create tragedies, too, to get something else through. Well, they would tell you, well, well, look what happened. Well, it wouldn't be because they, they all froze to death because the power went out. It would be because there were too many people in the first place living outside of the big, big cities, probably. And they'll tell you that, oh, we can manage the crisis easier and faster in the big cities and yada, yada, that have many, many reasons and, and things to fulfill by using the so-called tragedy and by causing it in the first place. Because, obviously, if you have a few methods of heating yourself, and the most obvious one has worked for thousands and thousands of years, which is wood in Canada, for instance. Other countries have had stacks of coal, and plenty of coal at like that, for that, that matter. And, with, of course, they've the, got the, the children all, ah, as soon as you say something, ah, Pavlovian response they go into shock about smoke. Even, and they're completely ignorant of the fact that with all the modern uh, scrubbers and filters they have uh, in these systems that they create smoke, there's no smoke coming out. It's all burned. All the carbon is literally recycled, burned and burned and burned. So that nothing is, nothing is uh, excess. That doesn't matter, because facts don't matter when there are big agendas at work. But for any nation to, to ban, and they can ban it many ways. They can price it out of existence. They keep finding you out of existence. Uh, they can license fee it out to the extremes so you can't afford it out of existence. There are many ways to do things. And, and, but if the, fact, the fact is when governments uh, mandate this is the only system you can use, which is for some big monopoly, then you're being murdered. You're being set up to be murdered, really. And given no choice to save yourself in time of crisis, big big plans. It amazes me how people think they're free. It truly does. And it amazes me even more to see people run off to vote for, for politicians who say the right things during election time. And no matter how many times that you tell them or point out in their own lifetime what things have happened that fall for. They fall for the next one again and again. They, they, they want to believe that there really are uh, modern-day messianic humanists out there who d- are out there to help and save them. They want to believe that so badly, uh, which is a result, really, of socialism. Socialism can take many forms, in it, to an extent... If you look at the old monarchy system before they gave you the front organization called Parliament, then you had all these people getting hired, you know, the, the, the Alan Liddell type characters who would sing songs about how wonderful the king or the queen was and how they were the father or mother to the people uh, and etc. So you have, you're always an infant to the great mother or the great father there who provides everything and really cares about you. That's what you're told. You can't get near them, you know, because they kill you, if you're a peasant so on. But, but the fact is you're taught to revere these people because they're somehow superior and better uh, than you, and they're closer to the big God than you are because they're up there and you're not. It's quite simple, isn't it? So, so it's a form of socialism too. And they would take most, through, through the nobility and extraction of taxes, which was done through all your crops and everything, about 60-odd percent of your produce was taken from you. Uh, and a little bit was left. Uh, and non-intentional farming techniques uh, was for you and your, maybe your family, uh, maybe a few helpers and for the animals and, and so on that you had. Uh, that was standard taxation in the feudal system. And you were proud of it too, and you loved the king and queen because you didn't love them, because they could actually, they get word of it because in all ages they, they've had their spies out there listening to chitter-chatter chitter and, and uh, punishing you, uh, generally severely, if you say the wrong thing. It always reminds me of someone else who'd obviously been well, well trained, in espionage and spying, and who actually was a member of MI5, as many of the authors were during World War II, in Britain, and that that was George Orwell. But he he did know, uh, and he wrote it in his book, 1984, a lot of giveaways about the technique of how it all runs, and he mentioned uh, that when when Winston was being tortured by O'Brien, it wasn't good enough that he simply repeated what O'Brien wanted them to repeat. Winston had to start to believe it himself, that it was true. And that's always been the way of it. To torture and torture and torture you until you believe the king or the queen is your your mummy or your daddy, your great mother or father. And that's what they call them across in the British Empire, countries across Africa, etc., Queen Victoria was a great mother. But yet to believe it. And people who, who were rather you know, primitive, as they call it, uneducated, w- would often believe it and be utterly shocked and despair when supplies for food during a famine didn't come. Things like that. It's sad. It's terribly sad. This natural instincts of trust don't belong in a system where the psychopaths rule. Because they belong in a system where decent people help each other. It doesn't mean you're all perfect in any way at all. But you're pretty well decent. And you'll help each other during crisis. The psychopath wants power for themselves. Helping other folk dispenses the power. You don't want to share the power. You want to have it to yourself. So you want the monopoly of power of things which they need. Food, water, And then everything else from there. That's how it works. And all those great philanthropists that stir up a revolution across the world for their own reasons and purposes uh, know this too, as power. Because that's what they use, as power. And they know how to upset the power structure in a country uh, in order to swing it over so they themselves can take over more and more power in those countries. It's sad but true, isn't it? But people are truly trained And again, innately, they're trusting people. If you're born in a simple tribe, say a hundred people, maybe less, uh, you would naturally have trust because you're all dependent on each other. Everyone's dependent on each other in a simple tribe. And that's a natural way to be, natural trust. It doesn't mean that they're foolish. They still have their, their, their laws and their regulations. Very simple again. And it's easier, easy to manage, too, uh, the laws, the simple regulations, because there's only a, a small number of them. If there's no money involved, there's no monetary system, which can, is, a, is a, an access and a, and a route to gaining more power, then they can remain that way for a long, long time and helping each other out when they have to. The deviancy creeps in with money, with the psychopath who can't exist without this system, by the way, Uh, The psychopath uh, can take over by conning the gullibility of a a, a trusting people by promising them things. And the psychopath knows to cause a problem and then put himself forward as a savior to save them all. Uh, Very old technique again. Uh, History is full of this kind of thing. But uh, when you bring money into it, the psychopath can then uh, hire as many goons as he wants from all over. It doesn't have to be from the tribe. To police and keep in check all those people that he you now rules over. Money uh, distorts a lot of things. And money enables uh, the psychopath to survive and live awfully well. You'll find in every primitive culture to have techniques of dealing with the psychopath. And I'm talking about primitive, I'm talking about natural cultures that, that don't use the money system. Uh, and they're small enough groups that their survival really depends on each other. Someone coming in and causing dissension. And a psychopath is fantastic for manipulating other people to start arguing with other people. That's, that's their technique of disempowering people or even getting rid of a potential superior by a chit-chat, and then it comes down to, oh, well, so-and-so said that, not me. And then they're all arguing with each other. Then the psychopath gets promoted up above them. That's how the, the corporate business world really works. And politics, too. But the psychopath, in a, in a simple system, doesn't survive very well. He's reduced to ceiling, because he, w- he won't work. He won't work. Uh, He might put on a show of working for a little while, but it can't last with them. They don't have it in them They don't believe in working for themselves. They believe that you should work for them instead And that's why they hone the skills of manipulation. They're born with them excess skills and they use them to perfection and uh, How many are destroyed in the process of them getting up there themselves? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant and that goes down to world wars for instance and everything else combined Therefore, you can take it for granted in your lifetime, you're always going to have strife. There's never peace, never peace. You've always got the Soros types, and he's only one of many in the same big, giant octopus club at the top, uh, who can can stir it up when it suits them, and they profit off it too. And they they put all the memes forward, and uh, they bribe a lot of politicians. Yes, they do. They bribe them. Of course they do. There's nothing new, and politicians taking bribes of all kinds. And uh, I've read many articles over many, many years about that kind of thing happening. Even the doctors get it too, by the big drug companies, big special holidays abroad, all the best of this, best of that, and all the, all the, the, the good-looking females thrown in it, all that kind of stuff. You, you know all these stories. And you can check them up yourselves, and you can find that they're true. And uh, that's the system, the system of money, Which tells you what's important, what is valuable And what is not Let's be honest, gold is not valuable As far as a metal goes It's only by the ones who tell you uh, What value is The ones who brought you silver, uh, gold Diamonds Um and uh, what's viable and what's not. And then and, and end up, the, the, the ones at the very top of those groups end up running their cultures through their banking system and their, lent, their fake lending system, their chronology, because it's all based on chronology, as you well know. And chronology can be kept going for an awful long time, like the Wizard of Oz. And if you want to collapse it whenever it suits you, you can collapse it too, and it's always to get something else through for your own benefit, not for the public. Uh, That's how everything really, really works. The cunning men, the crafty men, the men who do things with craft, as as they they always said in their secret societies. But most folk uh, are not crafty. Most folk believe what they're told. And most folk react immediately with emotion. And that's why you're used so easily. And that's how you can create flash mobs. I've read the articles from the military talking about f- flash mobs being created and how they could be used, which, and of course the, which means they will be used, down the road. And they, they, a mob is a mob, it's a mindless mass of emotion, where some some instigator, some uh, un, someone who understands techniques, can whip up the emotion immediately, blind draw rage, and then lay the trail down from the follow, to to raise them even further and then they're convinced and then then the mob are used for your bidding. And that's what's happening now, as you well know, with the policing of uh, the net getting getting further and further into what was planned a long time ago. They talked about it years and years and years ago. And I knew, for instance, that uh, the computer was only meant to be supposedly, um, uh, supposedly, I mean, I stress supposedly, free, in many ways for X amount of years to get you all on it. It was imperative to get everybody on the planet on the internet because that's how they can completely police you daily uh, with your consent. And you do it quite willingly. Most people do it quite willingly. And it's much better than the old Stasi style where they had to hire one or two of your friends uh, to spy on you. And pretty well everybody in Eastern Germany uh, had people spying on them at some time in their life, and reporting to the Stasi, the secret police. We have a much better system because you think you're free, and here's the internet, and oh yeah, you, can, you get lots of oos and ahs and wows on it. Uh, but at the same time, you you don't think you don't you don't think about the power technique of it, and how it's used by the rich and powerful who gave it to you in the first place and how they'd eventually police it, when well, now is the time to police it rigorously. And then out of that comes a whole bunch of new laws of the thought police, uh, that, which are going to get put into operation, complete, full operation, mm-hmm. very, very shortly, in fact. Uh, and once something's on the books, it expands. You just not have to go through any more debates. You simply just amend it and, and, and expand it and expand it until you're completely covered and you can't move mentally or otherwise, unless it's approved. But we live through this, and and we live through the fact that people are emotional creatures, and we do live through the fact that the techniques of mass manipulation are very old. Same techniques too, where they drill up people to go off and kill other peoples abroad somewhere for wars. Same techniques. Blind, raw rage. And... Uh, and then you, and then of course, when the public uh, start to do this, blind, r- raw rage, and an attack who they're told to attack, uh, then <laughs> uh, things happen that are foreseen by those who decide it all in the first place, and then the laws come out, and then you're you're all hamstrung, as you say, you're all tied up. Cause and effect, cause and effect, cost and effect. It's very much like, and uh, understand what I'm talking about. It's very old. And shortly, other talk show hosts will be part of what I'm saying, probably this week, because there's certain ones out there that do that all the time, including even take my bio, by the way, and put it on theirs. But anyway, you, you'll, you'll find that the founding fathers of the US knew all this stuff too. They all knew the stuff. It's like when uh, they came out after writing up their constitution or their agreement and. Franklin was asked, what kind of uh, government have you given us? And it's just, That's very telling itself that you've given us. But he says, a, a, a republic, if you can keep it. Well, every American today thinks they've got a, a, a democracy. And most of them are totally ignorant of the difference. Because they have been living in what seems to be running as a democracy their whole lives. But it's It's not. A republic has a set of rules that can't be bust or broken by incoming groups of politicians, which eventually change the entire system. That's why a republic has all these rules of what it is. But also they knew, and you find it with uh, Jefferson, for instance, he, he knew uh, that if you give people the right to manage their own affairs individually, that would be the ideal System where everyone would mind their own business, help each other when necessary voluntarily, and and not demand that other folk believe or do as they do, and then you force it on them by law. He knew that because if, and if they didn't do that, then government would then rule man, and rule is different from just government, man. It's rule man. If you can't rule yourself and govern yourself. You will be ruled. And all people do all the time is consistently show that they, they, can't, they can't rule themselves. They can't do it. Mind you, they're not encouraged to do it because the system run by big, the big monopoly men at the top have given you all the pornography to make sure that you're hyper-sexualized. And probably you'll stay that way until you're about 50, maybe longer. Until that dominates your lives, nothing else will, will really get done in your lifetime. And it won't matter in a socialistic system, but there are many, many ways that you have to rule And and the first thing you have to do at ruling yourself is thinking for yourself. Thinking for... Why is this article out there? Think about it. Think about the consequences if you acted on this article or that article or whatever it happened to be. And then say, who wants me to be happy or angry or noncommittal what would they benefit by me being so? Because if, I'm not kidding you, these techniques are used against everyone every day of the week. I said years ago, I if I see a mob forming in the street, I'm going to turn and go the other way. I don't care what they say they're there for. A mob is, is what's portrayed, remember, in the old Frankenstein movies. There they are. There's the monster, get him, and they're up the hill there when, when they kill him that's the mob if someone's trying to turn you into a mob who are they what will they benefit by doing so do you understand the whole the whole topic etc cetera, etc cetera. folk don't think through they really don't do they it's sad but true You're too long in this morass of socialism as they call it and don't think you understand socialism, even if you're a socialist, <laughs> because you don't. You'll find that decadence always is always pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, until uh, those people that were supposed to be going to benefit from socialism end up being decadent themselves. Uh, not because they're eating too much or, or something like that, it's because of all the things they're told to, to enjoy, which end up destroying everything that kept them... Vad in the first place, which is a family unit, destroyed, gone. Selfishness is, is all that matters, me, 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 me. And, and then they're into all kinds of things which have no function in nature whatsoever, and they, they go extinct. But then when you also have the, the committed, idealist, crazy people at the top, which isn't very often you get that at the top, there's always someone much higher who's not so crazy, uh, demanding that you stop driving your cars, demanding you'll get into the big cities, demanding uh, that you you only use electricity to heat yourselves, and that's all you'll have, which is setting you up as a safer mass disaster, or abuse, because after all, they can start rationing electricity, which they will do under the Agenda 21 agreement. There's all techniques. The financial is always one of them. The more you use, the more you pay, and if you can't pay any more, then you've to go on rationing. And then you're rationed, just like Britain, it already is, and so many thousands die in their homes every winter because they don't have all the fuel credits. That's socialism. Control, control, control to death. And then you're trained and trained that your life has no real value except to the state. And once you hit a certain age and you get sick, then do the right thing and take the euthanasia pill and get out the way. That's already being encouraged, folks. That all all that goes hand in, in glove with it. Do the right thing, do the right thing. And then eventually everything becomes normal and expected. It's this is expected way that you go. Do the right thing. We don't want you to spend money to treat you and make you live in there twenty years. No, no. Die, do the right thing. After all, you're, you're just a common person. You know, a good socialist. It's all really in our faces. All of it's in our faces. It really is. The point of those behind Agenda 21, 2030, and all the other different titles for the same thing. It's the same agenda for the whole century, remember? The 21st century. All has to be accomplished this century. Massive reduction in populations Because they don't need you anymore Who doesn't They don't need you at the top The top folk don't, don't need you elitists, the ones who own you And own your your political systems Completely And they've been dying for a long, long time So to speak To have you all die off Much faster and faster and faster But you're doing already anyway With your cancers galore And your your Massive uh, the lack of phosphates and everything else that you're eating it's, now, it's all allowed by law As long as you don't all die at the same time Then no one gets suspicious We're managed like a big, big herd And unfortunately We too often behave like a big herd as well Prompt them and here they go Here's the nudge from Sunstein And away they go Nudge, nudge Away they go You can get folk, by using psychological warfare and indoctrination, to do anything that you want them to do. And the trick is always to make them think they're in charge of themselves. All the way. To the end. It's beautiful, really, when you understand it. But then again, they've had all the time and money in the world by studying us, because they create the money, just print it up. And technically, all the other people at the bottom work along their projects for them, the people with the brains, and feed all the data upwards. So it's no real mystery as to how they can manage to manage it at all in such incredible detail. But yeah, we do have incredible monitoring on all of us. All of us do. I've, I've done too many stories over the years on this admitted um, policies and, and admitted techniques that they use on all the population, all the time. Uh, And why they gave you the internet in the first place They couldn't do anything they're doing without it They'd have to give you just better and more and more and more TV shows If they didn't give you the internet And TV itself was one heck of a powerful weapon And and I think Spielberg said that himself It changed everything As all behaviourists know You put something scientifically created into the environment. And what environment? Any environment. Cell phone towers, for instance, on hills, or everything that's used computer-wise in your home or in your pocket. And your behavior changes. Anything at all, your behavior changes. Put something different, a TV did it, and folk rushed home to see their favorite cereal because it left you with a cliffhanger the night before. Or your boring job, which most jobs tend to be boring for most folk. It was driving you crazy, and you on home to see your comedy. You get a bit of light relief and your indoctrination along with it. So television could alter behavior, and it did alter behavior. Before that, radio did the same thing. They did all the experimentation with the serials and the cliffhangers with radio long before the television. And they also managed to change people's opinions about different things on behalf of their masters through talk shows on radio long before the television came out too. Here's what your opinion should be and people would adopt the opinions very, very, very easily. When you see how many psychologists, psychiatrists, behaviourists work on all your favourite television shows, Then you should ask the obvious questions Why are they all working on What seems to be entertainment But then again most folk won't Because we have an infinite capacity To be entertained, a craving A real addiction Because life right now is pretty well boring isn't it When you get past a certain stage Where you don't have to hunt And gather As you love to call it For basic survival where most of your day would be basic survival, especially in the colder climates, then uh, you, you have free time in your hands. If you have free time in your hands, you, you could you could improve your ability to think for yourself. Or your masters, which they will do and they always do, make sure there's lots of things to prov- that they provide for you to, and you'll buy it or rent it or whatever it happens to be, to be entertained. To make sure you have the right entertainment And you don't start entertaining yourself Or thinking for yourself Your time could could be a problem to your masters They had Big talks In the British Parliament about this At the end of the Industrial Revolution Or in the middle of it actually uh, Because they had all the different uh, The do-gooders there wanting to Cut the work A day down by an hour or two From maybe 16 or 18 hours down to maybe 12 and the masters who owned it all and who owned parliament at that time uh, said oh no the, the people might have time to think you know, for themselves and they might chat and their free time or they might go to pubs and drink and exchange viewpoints and that might be problem, co- cause problems down the road for us and partly they were right, eventually right because after say World War One, then World War II you had, this again, the creeping socialism coming in, and the socialists themselves don't realize they're getting used by other powers, often outside their own countries. For different uh, directed means and ends than the ones they imagine, it's no coincidence that the bar started to put televisions in every single pub until no one could hear themselves talking anymore for these ridiculous sports, screaming and yelling uh, uh, matches in the pubs on the television. It's nothing, nothing is coincidental. And for those who think they're actually exchanging lots of viewpoints and more freedoms than ever through the internet or they're tweeting or whatever it happens to me, uh, think again. Think again. You're given instant, immediate access to your, to your thoughts as they happen to your masters who know how to head everything off at the pass. Because you're telling them what you're thinking. They can tell, too, where your kind of thinking might lead to It's all algorithms. People who thought this will then think this. So you're you're given nudges and prompts to where to go next. And then you're thinking you came to your own conclusions on something. No, you didn't. We're given a gift to think for ourselves, and very few folk ever take it for themselves. Isn't that awfully sad? Isn't it awfully sad that millions of people go to their deaths never knowing what really is going on? Part of the reason most folk don't ever really know what's really going on Their entire life is that they're rushed through life. They're distracted through life. And they're frightened through life by the authorities. always tell, oh, you're going to have a crash, a financial crash. Oh, you're going to die in poverty if you don't get enough of a pension. Oh, you're going to, going to, going to, going to, going to. That's how folk rush through lives. Never really knowing what's really going on. And the big boys at the top just laugh away. Laugh, laugh, laugh. All the time, laugh. Because... They they Themselves will never experience Any of these fears ever And they know it too Can you imagine being born into a family That never have ordinary fears Of poverty Of any up on the street Because you can't pay their rent or mortgage Or whatever it happens to be Or thinking well I can't afford this operation It's too expensive for me For the, Actually let's improve it Canadian wise And say for the likes of me Because that, that's what they're really training you in Canada You see you're, you're just Just a little peasant. A good socialist peasant, because you're, you know, you you don't rock the boat. But do the right thing, take this pill, it's cheap, and and away you go. That's how things work. And that's how you're all being trained all the time. And at one time, you could look around the world for countries that give you some peace. Remember, this is a world order. they don't want anyone to escape it. But there are a few places you can still go to and hopefully, hopefully, live a few years of your life in peace. And quasi-peace, as opposed to what's happening are getting rammed down your throat at home. But uh, it's rather sad, isn't it? It's very, very sad. I'm just going to touch on a few articles tonight. That's all. Just touch on them. Not to scare you, but to show you how buttons get pushed at a very high level, and everything goes into operation at the same time, to push certain things through agendas, through certain memes through, that kind of thing. It's all worked out that way. And we already have, um, for instance, other countries lambasting Canada about being so far, far left socialistic, idealistically socialistic, with all the things that are happening inside of it. I read one article recently from Israel, in fact, and they—they—they don't mess around about anything, and and basically they're saying this is the end of the country when they can't really um, stand up for themselves anymore under the, the massive socialistic system, where literally people in in the federal government are often selected, especially with this present regime, uh, by where they came from or what genetic. Background that they have, or whatever it happens to be, nothing to do with can you can you how how well will you help run the country, or maybe it just tells you that they're all front people. It really doesn't matter anyway. Do That's maybe the truer. Could be that. But see, Israel is bashing it, saying it's the end of it, and and so on. And I understand what they mean by that. But then you look, look at what's happening under this As the whole world supposedly going socialist This strange thing that they still train the people that it's all for them That they're all equal, it's all for them And it's, utter, what a lie, what a lie that is But they keep telling them that And I guess people want to believe it, don't they? They really want to believe that See, freedom is not belonging to a special group but they appear to turn it into that, don't they? You have to become get elevated. And I mean elevated, not equal, but elevated into a special group above all the majority of the nobodies to get noticed at all or get special rules that affect you and save you or protect you, whoever it happens to be. And, that even, and that even, even these special rules, uh, they'll help you get ahead in life with your job. Not Are you good enough for the job? Do you know the job well enough? Or any of that? No, it's it's, it's special group. I'm a special group person, and I'm can i I'm employed because you need special group people in, in, in the federal government or the local government or wherever it happens to be. It's all, all nonsense. And that is mad, of course, if it really comes down to that, isn't it? It, it really is. Because then you got to... Eventually, you become staid and stale after a while until you have to belong to a special, special, special group. And and it just goes into absurdity. More absurdity than it already is. Anyway, this is the, the kind of nonsense you get fed right now. I, mean, Candace, I, I always think about... Uh, who defected, that wasn't his real name, but that was he, from the Soviet Union, and he eventually worked with the CBC Canada. And he said, he said uh, and it was the Soviet Union that he worked for, not the modern Russia, and he said he made more true communists in the CBC uh, than he did in the Soviet Union. And I, I, he wasn't just quipping and laughing about it, he was telling the truth. Because the true ones, see, people in the Soviet Union knew they'd better play the game, uh, or it could be rather fatal for them. But they also knew the truth of it, because they lived in it, to the extreme of it. And of course, Canada's still trying to get there. But BBC was the same, and Britain, all national, governmentally run Organisations are the same as propaganda purposes, even though the BBC, is, is a big chunk of it, is now owned by the CIA, believe it or not. I read the article on the air years ago. Everything is for controlling your mind and your brain and prompting you. Enjoy this, this documentary, enjoy this movie, now, now emulate it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Now, this article here has to do with the white bashing that's going on for so long in Canada uh, by whites themselves too they're again brainwashing and being good socialists and it says CBC has produced a bizarre music video hailing an inevitable future where white people are made extinct well, let's rephrase made extinct you see that's under the definition even at the United Nations of genocide uh, that would fit right in there you know, even, even destroying a person's language comes under genocide. Everything is cultural geno- genocide that leads to actual genocide, etc. But anyway, the CBC produced a, a, this music for a, for a comedy, supposedly. It's okay, you can put in comedies and mock different people. It depends who you're mocking. It, doesn't it? Very much so, Depend who you're mocking, doesn't it? And... Uh, Anyway, inevitable future where white people are made extinct. The video which was produced for the comedy show The Star Has 22 Minutes and stars Canadian actor Sean Majumder says a, a beige horizon where we're all going to look the same as inevitable and mocks how pure breeds are losing their grip. Now, they're awfully selective in who they pick for, 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 for mocking, it. isn't that true? And it's unfortunate that the silent majority of people in the world who are pretty decent, put up with this kind of stuff, and they don't want to rock the boat or annoy anybody and and so on, but you can imagine that there are groups out there <laughs> that, that you could, you done the same too, uh, the same kind of thing too, and they'd be screaming to high heaven, they'd be up, they'd be mentioned in parliament, and oh my goodness, and and, and, and everybody would be immediately biting their finger And everyone oh, do something about it, do something about it and Because you see, as I mentioned from, from the, the, the article Condemning Canada and what's happening in Canada from Israel They know in Israel that the squeaky wheel gets the grease And you never let it squeak, you, you always scream Scream, scream, scream Because you can't allow things to start That's the key to it once you allow things, once you start allowing yourself to be the target of, of um, ridicule, of all kinds, and slander, and nastiness, your are is just you know going the way the dodo bird, hang up your hat uh, for for good, the grand finale, and in Canada, I guess you could take your euthanasia pill, uh, and and then leave it leave the whole country in peace, right? That's what. But they want this this. Go quietly And leave it in peace To all the folk Who are then going to run it um, (coughs) Properly Right Mm -hmm. So We're constantly being Played with Constantly But it it depends Who you are And what group You're actually Shoved into Where you put yourself Into or not Doesn't matter anymore Does it Because your your Betters above you Will shove you into that group Oh you're so and so Take it Take all this nastiness We have a modern society where, through unseen forces, there are people more victimized on a daily basis by authorized victimization by the system. And as I've said before, it's time that everybody started taking their. Their share of the grease for the axle And screaming and screaming and screaming Because if you don't You will go the way the dodo bird Very simple Now let's just go into Also the corruption That's normal amongst all these folk who push socialism And this article here says uh, Clinton uh, Foundation advised World Bank on contracts that netted donors millions of dollars. And the foundation's drug company contributors got majority of funds from tuberculosis program. I'll put that up just to show you a little, a tiny wee bit of how the whole corruption works. I'm so sick reading this stuff myself because it's everywhere in every country. And all these big foundations are the same. It says drug companies that the need to Hillary Clinton's foundations received most of the contract money from an international tuberculosis initiative after the foundation was brought on to manage the initiatives procurement operation. Public records show. Now remember too that uh, these big, you know, charitable organisations work with the World Bank, you know, the private bank called the World Bank. Uh, that works with the Bank for International Settlements set up by the. Ronald Institute for International Affairs, Private Club, CFR. They own them. And all these big philanthropists work with them, eh? Isn't that amazing, eh? And you have finance to it too. And as I say, the Clintons and so on, they, they worked with them and big bucks it and pass around. And you and again a lot of your money to pass around and went really into of obvious pockets because it certainly sort of didn't end up going where it's supposed to go. And then you get this one too. For those who remember Julia Gillard in Australia, who was, who was a prime minister, who became a head of some big philanthropic organization. And, and it says the biggest donor countries behind the $4.6 billion global partnership for education chaired by Julia Gillard warned they could withdraw funding unless they were shown evidence of improved education outcomes for children in poor countries. See, everything is to do with helping, isn't it? That's where the psychopath goes. That's where he goes into politics. He's, he doesn't say, I go into politics to, because I want to scam everybody and become incredibly stinking rich and powerful. He says, I want to help people. It's the same thing, isn't it? Anyway, it says, since 2003, uh, $4.6 billion has poured into developing countries. 370 million US dollars of this from Australian taxpayers, the equivalent, over the past eight years. Ms. Gillard, who has been chairwoman since February 2014, pledged 270 million US dollars of this while she was prime minister. And then who's she working with? The World Bank again, same as the Clintons. Well, it's a coincidence, isn't it? Yep. That's how it works, it's all coincidences. The biggest crooks are, I always hide behind respectability. The more respectable they, 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 they seem to be because they put so much money out in propaganda, then the more corrupt they are. <laughs> That's just how it really is. <laughs> uh, You've got to be a so because psychopaths are pretty good. They're, they're, they're not stupid, you know. They're not stupid. They understand how you think and how you're going to see things. And they'll make sure that you do. And He's a new one, too, for the recent uh, um, election in the U.S. Hundreds of Canadian residents uh, contributed uh, money to the U.S. candidates. It says uh, hundreds of Canadian residents, including a former Conservative member of Parliament and an aide to a Liberal cabinet minister, have been con- contributed money to the U.S. election campaign. CBC News learned... The vast majority of the contributions from Canada went to Democratic President candidate Hillary Clinton, naturally, and Bernie Sanders, or to the Democratic Party. Of the more than 450 individual contributors identified by CBC News, only two contributed to Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. And this goes on and on and on. To do with all the, the incredible progression really legal progression of of hacking you by governmental organizations and so on. Things that they've been doing for since the beginning of spying on us all, completely, all the time, even though it wasn't quite legal to do so under that. Never they hadn't written the laws to stop themselves doing it. Now they're simply all write, writing them all the laws to allow themselves to completely spy on you uh, all the time, from all kinds of sources. One article, what FBI to gain expanded hacking powers as Senate effort blocks fails. They tried to stop it supposedly, but it failed. In other words, they paid off somebody. And Investigative Powers Bill, politicians exempt themselves from new, wide-ranging spying laws. So, again, I love I socialism because it's it so equal, isn't it? And politicians have exempted themselves from Britain's new, wide-ranging spying laws. Yeah quite something. You're rather fed up with humanity, don't you? It's just repetition. Again, because psychopaths end up at the top anyway, and those psychopaths, the senior psychopaths always make sure they train the younger psychopaths to so continues and things are very boring and monotonous because they're so repetitious. Another article, the FBI will now find it easier to hack your computer no matter where you are. And the change effective Thursday affects Rule 41 of the Federal Rules of of Criminal Procedure, which are proposed by the U.S. Department of Justice and approved by the Supreme Court of U.S. Allow federal investigators to seek permission from a magistrate judge and say, Texas to plant hacking software or on a computer That's disguising its location <laughs> They're way beyond that, folks I love how they pretend they're not They're way, way beyond all that stuff Every every computer and everything you buy electronically Has already got the chips in it for spying It's quite something, isn't it? I can remember when I was very small Thinking about the, the documentaries they'd put out On... Scientists playing with rats and mazes and things like that and teaching them to pull little levers to get a seed etc And I knew it was they didn't want to, to train rats to do join the workforce So therefore it was for humans obviously they were, they were finding out all the different ways to prompt humans to do certain things It's done all the time on us It's incredible When you're really small you think well they could never do that because we're not rats or mice but you're, you're, and we really are much, much closer than you think. All you have to do is give you all these different cards for different stores, and you'll save a dollar here and a dollar there, and folk grab them. And next thing you know, all the stuff that they're buying is being recorded and sent off to different agencies, including governments. And then you bring out the Internet, it's even better. And then you end up with, with the article here, which is where it's all supposed to go. It's to do with China, which, believe you me, is only doing what I'm sure every other country is doing as well. It is in the U.S., big data is a major trend that's been adopted by almost every major retailer in an effort to figure out the precise way to convince Americans to buy more stuff they don't need. In China, big data is all about population control. It's, it's really about all control of the population. That's really what it, a better way of putting it. And he goes in through the Communist Party of China, which is a joke too. And communist, as far as communist goes, where really an oligarchy runs the whole country with slave labor, and no one can object to it because so, you, nasty things happen when you do. But China, remember, is is still the United Nations model. For the whole world to copy If you haven't quite got that yet They, they have said it many, many times in Their own reports China is the model state For the whole world to emulate They run the, the country perfectly uh, And everything's orders But from the top There's no, nobody bitches about it Or complains Because you can't So it works awfully efficiently From, from that point of view I'm going to put this article up tonight to, to show you all the different techniques that are used and, and doing the little rap projects on us. Uh, because it's not just China, as I say. It's a bit of a joke to claim it's just like China. We are way ahead of that too in so many different ways on prompting the public through their various uh, prompts and nudges that they use. a A thousand times a day from different sources through marketing companies and your government as well. And it's so easy. It's, it's sad, isn't it? It's so easy if you just say it's going to save you so many dollars. If you just get this card, or you just do this, and go, they go, for, they go for, or or you get, or or you get so much free. Oh it's so sad, isn't it? When you're giving up your freedoms of all kinds and privacy because something, you get a little fringe benefit of some useless piece of rubbish that's going to be thrown in, in there. It's, isn't is not sad. That's how easy it is to manipulate human beings, isn't it? Sad, isn't it? Terribly sad, folks. But that's the way it is, isn't it? Awfully sad, terribly sad. That tragic, terrifying. But look around you. Look around you. It's too easy. Anyway, from Ontario, Canada, from myself, Alan Watts. Where it's snowing and, and way below freezing already because of global warming. It's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.